Welcome back to Parallel Barking. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. This is Ariana. And, and I'm her. And I'm her dad. Yeah. And we're going to be barking at you. Yes. Bark, bark. And at each other, of course. Blah, blah, oh, but, blah. But this is a very special one because we may actually wind up spending the next 15 minutes or so saying nothing. Oh, wow. No, no, because we're actually together. We're not alone. Unlike. Well, are we together? Oh, well. No, actually, we are we are physically apart, but I guess metaphorically, metaphysically together. No, we're well, yes and no. Um, I would say we're not together and I could ignore you. Oh, you could, but, but what would be but, the point? We're confusing our listeners because we are. they don't know what we're talking about. Okay, okay, shush, 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 shush. Let me introduce. So back in November of 21, there are a few articles rolling around the interwebs about South Koreans, among other peoples, being super stressed out. And the um, unique thing about South Koreans being stressed out was the way that they were handling the stress. Um, the South Koreans were forking out cash and, and to, for all we know still are, to sit in a room and stare. Not their room. Not, not their room, in, in a public space. Uh, to stare blankly or to stare, you know, in whatever, and whatever, to stare um, at a nature space. Oh, it um, is a nature. It's always a nature space. It might be a nature space or um, it's usually outside of a, a window a, in a, a relaxing scene. I guess. So they're, they're actually staring at real nature as opposed to staring at a screen that depicts something. No, not natural, not necessarily. There are also just, there sometimes I've seen things just hanging on a wall that look nice. Oh, okay. So, so they're, they're, they're sitting in a room where there is some visual stimulation. Yeah. So the through a window or by an object or something, but not the TV. Right. It's just a trend so that people can actually go somewhere and zone out without fear of being chastised. Do they have tea? Say that. Can they drink in these spaces or is it? Yes, just... I think so. Okay. I mean, how long can they stay? It depends, I'm sure, on how much they pay. Okay, so I mean, it's like a parking meter. You can stay as long as, okay. As right, long there, as there is a place called the Green Lab. It's a cafe near a nature hotspot and the Seoul Forest. It allows its customers to reserve specific time slots. And oh, that's wonderful. So you can get the right light. Yes, yeah. I mean... But so this room, no, I, actually, I think room, this, is, this is a really positive thing. This just, room, listen, yeah. it faces the greenery of the forest. So the customers can put their phones in silent mode. They don't speak. They just sit. Oh, and, the phones aren't confiscated. Well, no, I don't think so. I, I, I think 
the point is that so people just cheat. want to empty their heads and so I, but i can cheat then i can go in and say it's on silent mode but i could still be looking at whatever uh cat videos yes. while i'm staring at, okay yeah but the but the thing is you know south korea is known for being super fast paced right you know oh, yeah. it's constant right constant stimulation grounded in responsibility or things that have to be done yeah well and and the harsh realities that we've seen like through well through movies like parasite why reality is harsh i don't know i just mentioned the movie parasite did you really think that was beautiful but i'm not sure harsh is the right word okay um excrement coming up from no difficult under oh oh you didn't think that was harsh you thought that was totally easy that was cool you'd like to you'd like oh. to experience well if you take the movie at face value it was but that's another um podcast we can talk parasite in our next podcast um but yeah it is stressful um yeah i, I mean 70 percent of koreans admitted they were stressed yeah yeah but it doesn't mean it's harsh that's imposing your own value system on judging okay okay the mounting debt that's a harsh reality that's certainly a challenging one but anyway let's get back to silence or to a contemplative space okay so what do you think of this contemplative space idea i making money i mean i think i think it's it's good that people are getting places to go and be comfortable to be able to relax and chill out but i also think it's it's sad that people aren't able to do that for free and and they Why? don't have spare time there's no such thing as free everything everything costs that's the first rule of magic well, right. You can't, make, you can't make something out of nothing. But that's why it's and sad. Everything you do is a choice. Well, no, that means your whole life is a choice. And you're going to have to go and find a mansion with lots of these landscapes, given, given that point of view. Um, no, it's just the, the interesting thing for me, I think, is not that they're doing that. We all do it. I mean, in this country, uh, certainly among certain uh, vanguard groups, um, we have all kinds of interesting equivalents, uh, meditation, uh, contemplative gardens, and that's that's probably one of the um, one of the more interesting fads. For example, among younglings at universities and and businesses, they'll develop these little uh, contemplating gardens. So it's not just a South Korean thing, although. That one is interesting because from a Western perspective, it looks odd, uh, but the the impulse seems to be, I, I suspect that, that that same impulse is uh, can be seen in all kinds of complex societies where uh, there's a lot of pressure on people that comes from a wide variety of areas, pressures, from uh, perhaps conflicts or irreconcilable relations between old values and new values, uh, between the pressures of a job 
and the ideologies of jobs and moving forward uh, versus family versus personal time. One is constantly bombarded with different sort of normative narrative ideals of what, what is perfect. And, and in a way, what, the, I, what I like about this and what I see it is not so much that they're getting, that it's, it, it's a personal pressure in their life, but that what you're really seeing is uh, an effort or you're seeing lots of things, but perhaps one of the things you're seeing is an effort for people to detach from these warring and somewhat uh, incompatible narrative um, series of, of expectation narratives uh, that tend to be tearing people apart. There's in, in, uh, in a lot of states, the Americans are no better. In fact, we're worse. There's a marketplace of narrative, just about we've got 330 million people and probably 400 million uh, different people yelling uh, or sorry, narratives yelling at an individual of what it is they ought to do or be. There are all these ideals and they all, the, the human person becomes this, this place where they all battle and there's no winning. And at some point- So um, for example, give me a narrative. Like what, what is the narrative you're-, you're... All right, here's the, here's the classic um, uh, Pacific Palisades. I'm very rich and privileged, but I don't really uh, realize it because I vote Democratic and I give a couple dollars to poor people every once in a while, set of narratives. And you saw this in the movies in the 90s. Um, uh, the narrative of having to be really successful at work uh, and that may require pulling all-nighters and being aggressive, but loving and all of this at work. At the same time that you have to go to every one of your children's uh, baseball games, uh, tea parties, um, and other creative activities, or you're an absolute loser as a parent and your child will become a serial killer, yeah. right? These are two conflicting narratives and we love them. The self-actual, and then you add a bunch of them, the self-actualization uh, narrative in this country where it's all about you, the therapeutic narrative in this country, the, you have a burden. And now of course you've got the burden of privilege um, and everyone's got privilege, but some people, you know, so we're duking it out over the, the uh, both the identification of privilege, the identification of identity, and what that means in terms of what is required of you to act or how one responds to one's condition. So you've got all of these things. A plus, of course, in the most mundane level, the level of kitsch, the narrative of uh, of ideal body types, the narrative of costuming, uh, the narrative of diet. Uh, okay, 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 okay. So and, we've got and, narrative. And on and on. By now, having done just that little bit, you and I would probably fork out $50 to go each of us sit in a room next to each other where we can go out and look at a sunset. And well, go, see, oh that's God, what I'm saying. Like, myself off from that. There's much pressure, much pressure. And to me, just listening to that was harsh. That was harsh on my ears, Dad. Yeah, but, but there much. it is. You listen to it every day. You listen to it all the time. I you know. Are, you and are you're so giving me crap about saying it's harsh. No, that's harsh. And that's not even that's not even half. Yeah. 
Oh, you're what? still you're, you're still uh, hung up on the the use of the term harsh. Yeah, I I'm going to use I it just, all all this podcast just, just because uh, you called it so out. Harsh. That this, is so harsh. This is what that is so harsh. Recalling, that's so, yeah, that's so okay. harsh. <laughs> you're terrible, but you so know so, what? You know what is funny yeah. about this is actually the um, the Korean term um honjok i'm i'm sure i'm not pronouncing that right came about around 217 and it's a term for people who willingly undertake activities alone so this actually started earlier a little bit 213 um, as in the year 213 no 2017 sorry oh God, 2017. Wow. wow we are going back here <laughs> <laughs> um so people but that's that's also an indictment if you think about it because if you single that out which you're suggesting is that the norm the social norms and the social expectation is in fact not to do things alone and that it is either aberrational or exceptional well that's the thing even, right to even want to do things alone well yeah In because like case, when when i right, right, right. when i go to movies alone I get weird stares. Like people look at me like, Korea, what are you doing? And you're not even Korea, right? So there are these expectations. Yeah. Um, and the expectations are probably more comprehensive or, or certainly they will present differently in Korea than they do in this country. Uh, but there will be expectations about the norm for what is uh, self-actualizing behavior and the norms that require some kind of communal thing. And actually in the world of work, you see this, uh, the, the you know, taken to the extreme, the notion that it's not the kind of talent that uh, you have that will get you far in business, it's your talent for networking. Yes. Right? And, so, and, and, and so the idea of aloneness, the lone wolf is a, is a turn of phrase in, uh, in the West and certainly in the United States that suggests both power and danger and lone wolves like rogue elephants uh, need to be culled from the herd. Um, and so to actually do that, right? And in a, in a culture where collective uh, and highly networked interactions are much more the norm, to actually do this might also be viewed not just as detaching yourself from all of these narratives and expectations, but actually an act of rebellion. Yeah, I mean, and it, it, it's, even more interesting because it's not a small number. I think it was around 56%. No, no, students in their 20s, 50.1% of students answered um, in a survey that they would, um, they've avoided meeting people intentionally um, because they've had anxiety over the conversation or being interrupted or they'd rather be alone than maintaining relationships with people relationships at all or selective relationships relationships with people okay interesting right. i mean and it, it the thing is it, it it's so, some people believe it's the people giving up their relationships due to increasing competition and the difficulty in finding jobs. 
um, and, and living difficulties because people might be reluctant um, and, and don't have any more um, energy to develop new relationships and try to avoid meeting people. Well, this is psychic energy, but that suggests, again, that suggests the enervating effects of, of multiple overlapping and potentially conflicting uh, narrative right. That Right, that, um, that you should be meeting new people and that not meeting new people is the wrong way to go and not what is expected, right? Right, but there's, the, and the problem is, of course, the irony is that there's no time out. Uh, you can't, we don't live on the Starship Enterprise. And whether it's a room that you pay money for or dropping into your neighborhood hollow deck, um, it, it, again, which is why I started by asking what the price is, there is a price that you pay mm -hmm. because indeed at some point you do have to reattach to the um, world of multiple network um, narrative relationships uh, within your society. And, and perhaps what it suggests is that um, time, timeouts are good, but that if the timeout is, if, oh, let me see how I can put this in a way that's, that's sort of non-jargony. If the timeout produces escape but not release, then all you've done is sort of pause time rather than using that time out to better equip yourself for more robustly or more um, or or more um, positively engaging in the reality of the world in which you are embedded. Yeah, that's true. And that doesn't apply just to the Koreans, but it it applies Everyone. to everyone who's living in these um, very high stress um, environments um, and, uh, and engaged in, and again, it's not just singularity, it's high stress, multiple environments with multiple and usually conflicting um, uh, obligations. And I think we may have, um, We've met our time limit. We've met our time limit. Yeah. Well, any, any last? last? <laughs> no, we see. We're getting good at this. We're doing it. We're that was parallel. That was we're, parallel. I think. Well, and we're barking. Um, yeah. No, it's 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 interesting, but you know there are a number of discussions that we can then have. Difference between the passive which is what the, the Korean alternative or the active holograms, uh, the Oculus, um, is that a way of, of moving out or in, and then another one, are both of these just merely ways of managing uh, people, that is managing their relationship to the world and their behaviors, uh, as well as their tastes and, and stuff, because all of these can be um, highly manipulable and potentially exploitable. Uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, another podcast that, that we might be able to do afterwards 
is the notion, well, deceit, to what extent, to what extent in the context that we're talking about, are these timeouts really a form of embracing a deception that we are going out? That's sort of the essence of the hologram. You are going into a fantasy realm. Well, it's also gaming. Right? Well, and also, whose business is it? Like, it's so, none of anybody else's business what anybody does on their free uh, time. You, you sound like an early 20th century Western person. Um, I could take the position that, in fact, it's the collective's uh, business to- You could, but that would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Another podcast. All right. Last All right. Word. That Last is word. my final final say because my dog just busted into the room and is hungry for dinner my last words are woof woof and until next time until next time y'all see you later